Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. So we loved Croatia so much that we are... Yeah, as you know, that we are returning to Croatia on the podcast. Although I wish it was like in person, but you know, maybe we can Mm -hmm. later. Um, But for today, I'm super excited to have this guest on with us because she was the one who organized the entire fam Mm -hmm. that we were on in Croatia. And it's Susie Schreiner. Yep. Susie is from, she owns Azure Blue Vacations. And she is a a top producer with TPI, which is our host company. She is a very, very sharp and creative advisor. And she's been working with La Stavica to set up these ship charters. And she is a wealth of information. I've always been interested in something like this, but I wouldn't have even known where to start. And she can break it down pretty simply. She's been doing it for a while. She's been selling out charters. So we thought it'd be a great idea for her to come on the show and and give everyone a little bit of insight into how simple it can be. Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Hey there, Susie. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit and chat with us about Croatia Charters. I know Karine and I both had an amazing time when we were there in Croatia with you in May. And so when we did our podcast episode, so many people reached out and they're like, how do I do this? And so here you are to give us the 411 on how to do a Croatia charter. Awesome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys. Yeah. So um, what got you interested in Croatia charters to begin with? It seems like such a specific experience and product. So how did, how did you get interested in it? Yeah. So, well, I've always been interested in Croatia because for years and years and years, I've been interested in wine tourism and also European tourism. My area of specialty is Europe in general. And so Croatia is such a beautiful country and I've always enjoyed visiting Croatia. I had been there before a couple of different times and I had never had a chance really to experience the Dalmatian coast other than Dubrovnik. And I think Most of our clients, if they've ever been to Croatia, that's usually the limit of their experience is Dubrovnik. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they was a stop on an ocean cruise liner or whatnot. But um, I did have an opportunity to um, cruise along the Dalmatian coast. And I just remember thinking, this is such an, an amazing experience. Just such a unique way to see the various islands, the ports, even the, you know, the mainland ports that are along the coastline. It's both relaxing and enjoyable and active. It's like everything all bundled into one. And more specifically, the at the cruise line that we were on, Las Davitsa, I just was so impressed with their quality of service. Um, there's been a lot of different companies that do sell uh, Croatia yacht cruisers and charters. And there's a lot of great companies out there. So it's not just Las Davitsa, of course. Uh, but for them, they actually own their two yachts. So the yacht that you sailed on was Las Davitsa and they have a second twin sister, Swallow. And um, 
I just remember myself and also a, a colleague of mine, Michelle, we were just really impressed with the service standard, with the yacht itself, and just the whole experience. And so Michelle and I started talking and we um, started kind of crunching numbers and thinking like, what could we do? And uh, we decided to kind of dip our toes into, let's see what this charter thing is about. I mean, it's scary when you haven't done a charter before to sign your name on a contract for, you know, 60,000 euro is like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a little daunting, but um, both of us have business backgrounds and I've been in business 17 years. I've always run my agency like as a business, not just as a way of traveling or enjoying travel. And so I just really crunched numbers and um, things that I'll share, some tips that I'll share with you later and decided it would just be a great, you know, opportunity for my clients. One thing led to another and now I have three charters and um, two of the three are sold out. So not doing too bad. That's no. pretty incredible. And um, I forgot to mention, if you guys have not heard our episode on our Croatia experience, I'll link them in the show notes for you so you guys can go back and listen to um, you know what Karina and I experienced during that week um, on Lost Ibiza. If an advisor is like, okay, I really love this. I want to charter my own yacht what is the first thing that they need to do? Or what are the first few things they need to do? What should they think about? What should they have in order? What are your tips for that? Obviously, you want to think of your client base. Who is your market? You know, who are your clients? Now, my clients tend to be mid-luxury. They like nice things, but they're not the people who have their own helicopters. You know, um, They want to have a great value. Um, they want to have a great experience. And so part of what you have to do is think about who your market is, who can you market this to, or even just even thinking of the ideas of who would who would be a good market for this. And I can get into that later. Um, but that's one of the first things I think of. And then you got to think of, so then what's the good match for that? Like I said, there's a lot of different yacht cruisers out there. Not only, not even just talking Dalmatian coast. There's Greece is very popular, Turkey. Um, there's another uh, supplier I work with that has a private yacht going around in, in Turkey right now. Obviously, there's Caribbean. So there's different opportunities for charters. And the thing is the profitability for doing a charter and that difference between what your gross sale is, what you're selling to your clients versus the net, what you're paying for the charter can be really significant and can really make it worth your while to really think twice about, can you make this work in your business? And so finding that right match for what your clients would enjoy. Right now, Croatia's hot. So when Michelle and I first got together and we said, okay, let's pick July. And we purposely picked like a couple years out. We wanted to, you know, there's various reasons. We just wanted to pick um, a time that gave us time to think of a marketing plan and just uh, think about, you know, how to prep our clients for it. And so we picked July of next year and we, you know, picked that last year. And um, it, when I first marketed it, it went so, it had such a response but part of my clients couldn't make that date work. So on the, the the beginning, it was a little slow going selling that. But then I got enough of a response and a lot of people kind of settling in on a different date, that that's when I picked a second date. And so then I picked a September date. That one sold out in two weeks on just selling that charter. Um, so again, that was because I found, I marketed it to the right batch of clients who would be a good fit for that style of vacation. Obviously, if you have somebody who doesn't want to leave the country, that's not probably going to be your market. Or maybe um, I, we did have an agent, you and I both know another agent, Angie, who she doesn't normally do Europe like as her bread and butter. She usually does Caribbean and all inclusives. 
but she booked a charter, put together the package of the charter like an all-inclusive, and she had her all-inclusive clients snap up, again, two charters just from that because she had such a good response. So it really was a matter of blending who your market is, knowing them, packaging the product that you want to sell. So in this case, it was Croatian charters. And then, and then it goes into the marketing piece. What were some of your marketing strategies? I know you have two out of your three charters completely sold out. You talk about, you know, marketing to the right clients. What were some strategies that you used? Yeah. So um, obviously the first strategy that you guys got to take part in is just getting the experience out to your clients, the social media experience, you know, experiencing the product. Not everyone can do that. And it's funny, Angie, you know, the, the agent who has the two charters, she hadn't even been on Las Davitza when she started selling her two charters. It's kind of crazy. Um, but what I did is, you know, I did a lot of social media when I was, you know, first on, got the interest. Um, and again, what I did instead of blasting like just a newsletter, so it was a just a marketing piece, hey, book into this Croatia cruise to all of my database, I actually sent personal emails to clients that I thought this is a really good fit. Either they have mentioned things like this to me before, they've been part of smaller, large groups that I've done already before, um, or they kind of fit that demographic. And I actually sent quite a few personal emails to my clients. And that's what ended up pulling into this third charter is because these personal emails, then people were saying, I have some friends. Do you think we could maybe put together our own? And so instead of just selling a charter with FIT cabins myself, I actually then was able to then pull in this third charter that was more of just for that group. And I can tell you from experience that just sending a blast out to your entire email list, I promise you that the one client that you don't want to spend a week with is going <laughs> is gonna to come. <laughs> They're going to be smaller. the one to yeah. sign up. Small ship charters, um, and that's the thing. You can sell them in two ways. You can charter a ship like this, like these particular um, Croatian yachts, and and many of them have similar numerical, um, you know, 18 cabins, 16 cabins, things like that. I mean, we're not talking about getting lost on the ship. So you can sell, you can book a charter and then sell FIT, but it is good to keep in your mind Like, do you know your clients and will this be a good blend of clients? Because I have some clients who they are so fun and love to party and drink all night and have a blast. And those aren't going to be great co-cruisers with maybe some of my other clients who like an R&R peaceful experience, go to bed early, wake up early, that kind of thing. So that's something I keep in mind when I have, when I'm personally marketing, when I'm saying, hey, you know, client A, I think you would love this charter. I know already who's booked into it. And I think that they're going to be a great fit. Um, But then the second way you can do a charter is just having a particular group or group type in mind. So what I'm working on right now for 2024 is I have a friend who teaches Zumba classes. And I noticed that they often do these Zumba trips. They'll go on ocean cruises or they'll go to um, all inclusives. So I approached her and I was like, hey, what about the thought of doing a Zumba trip in Croatia, like doing an international trip, like in Europe instead of, you know, Mexico, Caribbean or, or, you know, ocean, these ocean cruises. And they're really excited about the idea. So I'm working a proposal for them 
for a Zumba trip. And we're going to make it up. So that's 18 cabins, 36 people. You know, they can do a Zumba class at 11 o'clock each day on the top deck. Don't you think the captains are going to love that? Um, <laughs> it'd be even more fun if they get involved. That would be such a great social media opportunity. I can 100% see the crew like doing a Zumba class with the group because the crew was just so much fun. So yeah, definitely get them involved. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, other groups that I have that have interested church groups, uh, there's definitely people. Um, one of my groups, some of it stemmed from, you know, just people I knew um, from church. And so they just had a whole group that wanted to go together. And so that's an option. There's the Dalmatian Coast is just has dotted with beautiful wineries and winemakers and tasting rooms. So again, the same type of groups that you would maybe go after for river cruise groups is a similar type of group you can go after for these yacht charters, both whether it's in Croatia or Greece or wherever, where you can actually put together wine-themed cruises. So really, the sky's the limit. You find a group that likes to be together, that's a great fit. I mean, and like I said, you know, we're talking millennials and then like the 20-somethings. They want to adventure. They want to get out. They want to go and explore Europe. They're not just doing, you know, parties in Mexico. And so it's a great opportunity there, just even looking at some of your younger clients who might want to do kind of more of a festive cruise. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the thing is that we talked about quite a bit when we discussed going on this trip is that it is way more affordable than people think. Like be on a private yacht for, you know, it could be $2,500 or $3,000 per person. I think people probably think that's a, you know, $10,000 per person trip. Yeah. So yeah, it's something totally. to keep in mind, just showing people the value. Yeah. Speaking about, you know, the cost per person, can you speak more to how you do your numbers? I know that you get the rates from the charter company. How do you work on your end for the accountant to make it so that you're making money on the charter? When you're doing any charter, you know, you're negotiating what's called the net rate. That is the rate that the company is going to accept from you to have whatever the product is. Um, for example, I just met with Alma Waterways yesterday and we were talking about charters. And, you know, in my head, I was always thinking, oh, you have to just charter a whole ship, 80 cabins, which can seem a little daunting. I'm not sure I can actually sell 80 cabins. Maybe I could. Um, but didn't realize, you know, Alma offers par charters, which are actually 15 cabins or more. And par charters are basically where you're negotiating a net rate with Alma Waterways. They give you a discount, a percent discount off the the cabin rate. So that way you can go ahead, work out how you're going to do your trip. For me, maybe I'm going to add wine tours pre and post or something and book it as a package. And then I can mark up whatever that price per cabin is going to be. And then that's the gross. The difference between the gross and the net is my profitability. Um, with uh, Las Tavitza, because I've done, you know, more charters with that and I've been helping agents with that. And that's part of like what I'm doing with them. I'm helping agents <laughs> figure this stuff out because I figured it out. But when you're first starting, it can feel overwhelming. But the basics is you negotiate a rate and it's pretty straightforward. They have their set rates out for whatever season, like 2023. And I'm just going to make things round to the number. Let's just say it's a, you know, 60,000 euro is the rate to charter for a random date in 2023. And then they are offering, you know, agents a 15% discount off of that, you know? So the actual amount that you're paying as I'm calculating, 
you guys probably know better, you know, you're taking $9,000 off of that. So you're only paying 51,000 euro for your charter. So this is how I figure out what my pricing is going to be. I make a spreadsheet and I'm like, okay, the charter is going to cost me. I need to pay Lost of Eats the 51,000 euro. Um, if I'm adding maybe a drink package, maybe I want to make it all inclusive. I don't want my clients to have to think about anything. They, they, all the alcohol is going to be included. Then maybe I'll tack that in there. So maybe I'm, you know, getting back up to like 56,000 or something. Um, any of the inclusions, I just pop into that bottom line. And then I think, what am I going to do on this charter to maybe make it a little different? Am I going to add some tours to it? Am I going to add a winery visit? Anything like that. Um, and, and I utilize all types of resources. I use personal resources like winemakers I've met. I use places like tours by locals. I use, you know, tour companies like Olive Tree. I figure out what type, what, what do I want for that whole package to look like? And then I take all those costs and let's just say I'm back up to 60,000 euro. It's 18 cabins is on the yacht. What I figure out for my price point is where do I feel comfortable breaking even? For me, I feel pretty comfortable that I can sell 10 cabins on a special special package that I'm putting together because I have probably 10 cabins worth of clients that would like to do a really cool itinerary, you know, hosted by Susie, right? <laughs> it's mostly the itinerary, not really me. But anyway, <laughs> um, so if 10 cabins is where my break even point is, then I'm sitting there going, okay, if all my costs are 60,000 euro or $60,000, um, and I, 10 cabins is my break even, then I need to be making charging 6,000 per cabin just to break even at 10. But there's 18 cabins. If I end up selling all 18 cabins at $3,000 per person, like Corrine said, that's really, I mean, you make it $29.99. It could sound like, like such an excellent deal. If I only sell six more cabins over my break even point, my profit my profit after all my expenses is $36,000. If I sell all 18 cabins and then I, and they have, you know, on this particular, on Last of Eats and Swallow, they actually have a tour conductor cabin. So like if you're going as like taking care of your clients, they have a little cabin that they hide in the back. That's for, <laughs> so if you sell all 18 cabins for profit, then you're making over $40,000 just on that one charter. That's just putting out like this bold, exciting numbers on average what I like about having a 10 cabin as my goal is that it really removes a lot of pressure from me of feeling overwhelmed, like, oh, selling 18 cabins. But you can do that. You can make your break even point 12 cabins. And if you feel like charging a little less per cabin is going to get you more, be more appealing to your clients. So that's again why my number one thing is who is your market? what is that average? What's that average cost your clients are wanting to spend per person and really meeting that? So maybe I do have a charter where I did it, where I actually only charged, you know, a very low amount, like 2,200 per person, but that's the one that sold out in two weeks, super fast. And I have a wait list. So now I'm still making a good profit. I'm making over 20,000 profit on that. And it was really a no worries charter to put together because not only do I have it sold out, but I have a wait list for it because it was priced so well. My little more expensive charters, I added more bells and whistles to. I added, you know, some tours and some, you know, little things to it, the pursuit like we had and, and the shells and things like that. All these um, wonderful things you can do to upgrade for your clients. And that one's priced higher. So it's not that one client's getting a better deal than the other. It's just a different value. 
So I want us to keep in mind, we talked about this on the last podcast, that the sky is really the limit in terms of customizations and not like, of course, you can go to a DMC outside, but what the the staff and crew uh, for Lesta Vita are willing to do for you, they will get you anything that is in their power to get. For instance, a whole leg of prosciutto, which we which we had a ball with, um, you know, meal preferences, wines, alcohols, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Even if you didn't want to complicate things by reaching to outside vendors, there's a yeah. whole lot you can do just just with Lasta Pizza. Yeah, absolutely. I love the attitude that they have. I remember when we did our fam, and this has always been the case with all the agents I've been helping since is when Igor is like, just tell me what you want. If we can do it, we'll do it. You know, uh, you want a dance party, you want a DJ, you want, um, like you said, some people have like really have alcohol preferences. Like they cannot enjoy a good gin and tonic unless it's a particular gin. Mm-hmm. If they can order it, they'll order it and they'll figure it out. If it's something like you'd said with alcohol preferences, if it's something that they can resell, then they'll just order it and have it ready for you guys. If it's something that's really specialized, that's not going to be easy for them to resell, then they'll just tell you what the cost is of it. And you can choose if you want to purchase bottles, you know, to have on your on your charter. Uh, things like touring. And this is the thing, like with especially with the Dalmatian Coast, oftentimes we get as agents, we get so caught up on ocean cruising and river cruising, where you have an activity every single day and you have a walking tour and you have these choices and we feel like that's necessary. But for the Dalmatian coast, and I think you guys probably saw this, it's actually not really necessary to have some options every day. And in fact, especially when you're cruising during the summer, Igor is just telling me this, you actually don't want to have plans that are set in stone every day. Because what ends up happening, here's the, the, here's the predicament they get in as captains. They get the agencies who come on board and they bring all their clients and they're excited to be on this week-long cruise on the Dalmatian coast. And the agencies, thinking that they're doing right by their clients, have, have planned all these tours. A walking tour at 2 o'clock in Havar and a, this tour over at 2 o'clock in Cortula. But what happens is it's hot outside and it's beautiful and the water is calling and you do the swim stop and guess what the guests want to do? They don't want to go to Havar and Cortula at two o'clock. They want to play in the water longer. Um, And especially this coming season because they're adding so many more perks. I mean, they're getting like those sea bob motorized things in the water stuff and you have kayaks and paddle boards and all kinds of fun stuff. The clients, the guests, they, they want to enjoy the Adriatic Sea. They want to enjoy this yacht experience. They want to enjoy relaxing during the day and enjoying the water. They don't want to feel like, oh, the water stop can only be one hour, the swim stop, because we have to get to Corchula by this set time because your agency planned a tour that starts at two, you know? So that's something for you know, agents, for us agents to keep in mind that we don't have to overplan these weeks when we're doing something in the Dalmatian coast, because really the beauty of it is it's very easy to wander to the streets, enjoy. You can, if you want to book tours, you can, you can even do things on the spot, you know, um, that's what they have cruise managers for on board the ship. They have the Croatian cruise managers who can help guide our guests like, oh, you want to rent a moped here. You just go down the street and to the right, go past the tourist office and they do moped rentals. You know, so so there's services for your clients, but you don't want to overplan 
your weeks with your clients because it's likely the beauty of the charter is that the timing can be yours. And so if you want to spend double time at a swim stop, you just check with the captain and say, can we spend longer? And if you can spend longer, then enjoy yourself. That definitely takes the pressure off. I love that. And I know we really enjoy just getting off the ship and just walking around on our own. And I feel like the two tours that we did was just enough, you know, because and they were in Split and Dubrovnik, two of the must-see cities. And it was so great having a guide there. But all the other stops, it was just great to do things on our own. So yeah, yeah. And and don't forget the wine tour as well in Shibenik. So we, we really had yes. three and it was perfect. Yeah. And that's something, you know, and that wine tour, that all came about because of the people that, you know, Philip and Igor, they know. They have these relationships. Igor and his family have been in this business for so long and they know, it feels like they know everybody. <laughs> and so when I tell them, I would really like to do this with my clients or I would really like to do that, it's very often they will say, oh, we know someone. You know, like, for example, I was like, oh, what about doing a wine and cheese tasting? Oh, I know one of the best cheesemakers in Croatia. You know, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that is so wonderful having those connections. Yeah. Tell us if, if there's an advisor listening to this and they want to pursue this option, what are their first steps? Well, so. Right now, you know, the easiest first step, if they want, they are welcome to reach out to me because I am working in a capacity of consulting with them with the sole purpose of helping them build great introductions to great U.S. agents. They are not interested in being a commercial Croatia yacht cruiser. Katerina is fabulous. The Katerina line has done so much work. They've put the energy into marketing and marketing when none of us even, we didn't even know where Croatia was. They were out there putting the money into marketing. So most agents know Katerina Line and, and they serve their purpose. With Las Devica, they're not trying to be a Katerina Line. They're not trying to be a mass market, large commercial operation. They're, they want specifically to do their charters individualized with agents. That is their heart. So I'm working in the capacity of kind of helping them develop that with the U.S. market because they have already a fabulous, fabulous relationships, Australia, Norway, Belgium, you name it. So um, the first thing that a, a, an advisor can do, and you can always put my um, email address in your links, is they can contact me. And I'm happy just to kind of field the first general questions because they probably have a lot of general questions to start. And it's easier for me to answer them for them. Once they get to a point where they feel like, yes, like this is, this is good. I want to do this. Then that's where I will make an introduction with Philip who runs all of the contracting for the charters. And we'll either schedule a zoom call together and, and talk about the options, or we'll start with some emailing, whatever, whatever, wherever the agent's at, we're just kind of meet that um, with the company. So I'm at, like the first stop and then we do the connection with the company. So that way it doesn't, you know, so then the agents get their questions answered and they don't have to wait for, for Philip to answer while he's cruising and taking care of our guests. <laughs> yeah. In thinking about the very first Croatia charter that you did versus the third one, what would you have done differently? Like looking back at the first one that you did? What would I have done differently? Well, that's a really good question. I'm not sure. 
necessarily what I've done. I think what I would do differently is I spend more time actively looking for who can do the, the full charter themselves, meaning it's a group of friends or a group of people. Mm-hmm. The first charter that I did, I did it. And this was a great idea. I found a colleague of mine who had this, my friend, Michelle, who had the same interest. And instead of feeling daunted, like, oh my goodness, I have to do this whole charter by myself. We decided to share it. So we're splitting it. So that's an idea for any of you guys who have colleagues out there. Um, you know, you can always start off by sharing a charter. And that's where we were at the time because we felt like it was such new territory for us. So we just kind of wanted to split it. Now I have no problem putting together my own charter. But what I am doing is I'm generally looking for at least the initial group either wants to fully charter it themselves or at least a block of people who want to go. So I can get like for my third charter, it was I immediately had like at first there was three friends, three cabins worth of friends who wanted to go. And then they had another cabin of friends and then another. And so they might not have felt in their head that they could do a full charter themselves, but they were definitely enough for me to feel like I'm comfortable chartering. And then either it's going to get sold out to their friends or they know they're sharing the charter and I'm finding like-minded clients of mine to promote that charter. So if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's really important is to, to, not put people with people who are not like-minded because that might ruin your your Experience. whole jam on the uh, chartering <laughs> reputation-wise. Yeah. yeah, but interestingly enough, you know, there's so many different agencies out there who are doing the commercial Dalmatian charters, which is a fun experience too. I'm not knocking it, but it's commercial. They do the same stops. It's, you know, split Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik splits going to have the same stops. They do the same dinner menu, the same inclusions, the same walking tours, everything's the same, same, same. And they sell it off for X number of dollars and it's, they sell it to any, it's sold to anybody. So there is no sifting of who's actually going to be on the charter with you. And like I said, it's a, it's a spacious yacht cruiser. Like it's a spacious ship. There's plenty, we were, you know, I don't think any of us felt like we were on top of each other. You could always find your own space on the ship if you wanted to. That was not a problem. But it will feel a lot smaller if there's a boisterous group of people and you're wanting peace and quiet. So that's always interesting to me, you know, how these these agencies just sell them off like and it could be anybody, anyone from anywhere booking into it. You don't know who's going to be on that trip with you. So I really feel like, you know, pinpointing your marketing is is really important to make it really successful for your guests. But the wonderful thing about when you're doing something like with Las Davitza is that, like Corrine said, everything is customizable, even your stops. So by the time you charter, like even like they're they're booking into 2024 right now. And so if by the time you're charter, they might say, okay, well, we have to dictate what your beginning and end points are because it has to do with where the ship's going to be when you start and when you end. So maybe it's round trip split or maybe it's Chibinek to Dubrovnik or something. And, but anything in between any of the places you stop, it's totally up to you. And what they do is they'll walk you through like Phil and Igor will talk about the different stops. Like you say, what is it your clients are interested in? Or what do you think they're going to be interested in? And you can pick and pinpoint what stops you want. If you have really active clients who want a bicycle ride and hike and see nature, they can do a lot of national parks. If you have ones who are interested in wine or just interested in like cityscapes, they can do that. Um, An agent brought this up um, on our fam and we're seeing it come true with some of these charters. 
some of them actually want a sea day. <laughs> like they actually don't want to stop. <laughs> they want to just have one day of R and R on the ship. So you can build your week however you want. And that's the beauty of it because then this, a charter that you do with Las Tavitza here or Swallow doesn't have to be a one-off. They oftentimes have every season, they have repeat guests who are coming on board because they're coming like every other year. And some of them come every year. Um, but they come every other year because they can choose different destinations. And before anyone thinks like, oh, I don't know if my clients would be into that. Well, how many times do your clients book Western Caribbean on mm -hmm. Royal Caribbean? Every right. How many times are they like, you know, they're doing it for the ship experience usually. In this case, it's like the whole experience, but they also get to pick all new ports of call. Mm -hmm. And there's many of them. You guys only saw a sliver of some of just the cool areas and cities and towns. I'm literally just thinking about the sparkling blue water right now. And I was thinking in my head when you said sea day, the difference is this sea day, you're not inside playing bingo. You're like out on a paddleboard or in a kayak or on the big float pad and just or on the really sun deck in the hot tub. The water. Yep. Yeah. Or remember, remember when they like pull up to the boats and they get the fresh mussels yes. actually delivered to the ship. And then the chef prepares them up and serves them up with some wine. And you're just kind of sitting there in your swimsuit by the hot tub going, oh, this is awesome. This and is if, nice. you, if it's yeah, this warm outside for a hot tub, then have them cool it off and put some ice in it. <laughs> well, Susie, thank you again so, so much for joining us today on this episode. Before we go, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you feel like is really important to share about Croatia uh, charters? Well, I did want to say um, two quick tips uh, because agents that, you know, from all around our country here, and we're all work in different states and we all have different legal things that we can do with like net pricing, gross pricing and building commission. Because most of us are used to let's book something and we're paid a commission. And for Las Tavitza, we notice, especially talking on the fam, there were some people who were, were stopped at, oh, I can't sell net because of how my agency's built. I have to only, you know, sell on commission. Or um, like for me in Washington state, you know, there's different rules about like the different taxes I pay, whether I'm paying for the whole tour tax or I'm paying for my, my portion of, you know, basically my profit. And so they're, they are willing to work with you where you're at. So the, the thing to think about is a, if you do want to get into this and you feel like you can, um, you want to like build in and work with this profitability of net and gross pricing. And it's not just with lost of So like I said, whether you're doing it with river cruises too, like on the waterways, um, you have to have some way of getting the client's money. So for example, I use Square. Some people use PayPal. There's Fortis who um, it does, you know, business transactions also for the, the travel community. There's different opportunities for you to be able to um, obtain payments through like Visa and MasterCard and so on and so forth, American Express, um, so that you have the payments so that you can make those payments then to, you know, the yacht company. Las Davids is willing to work things out to however works best for you. So maybe I might say, I can't really do this net pricing versus gross pricing. Can we set up and negotiate what a gross cost will be? I then pay you the gross and then you return to me the commission off of that, whatever, you know, would have been that difference between what they're expecting versus what we're selling it at. And then I can invoice that 
And then they can just kind of check, you know, after the cruise. And then basically that helps me if I need to be more quote commission based. See what I mean? Um, or you can do it the traditional way and just contract and you're just, you pay them what they want to be paid. And then you charge what you want to charge. You pay them when it's time to pay them and everything left over is your profit. So if you're able to do your business that way, then you have that option too. That that's good to know. That's really helpful. That, yeah. 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 And they're also like, you guys know, um, for them specifically, you know, they're trying to think out of the box to meet the needs of the agents. Cause what's important to them is that they have good relationships with you guys and they're helping your guests enjoy their experience. So that's why, you know, we did the test cruise for next summer. That's basically, that is a cruise. That's a date that we picked that we're putting out there that agents can sell into it and they will get paid a commission. And basically we're running it. So I'm running the payments through my agency, but it's not, it has nothing to do with me. You can invoice your clients however you want. It doesn't have to have me anywhere in the picture. I'm just helping get the payments run. Um, but I'm working that out through my end and through our accounting with Las Devitsa and they're paying the commission. And so they're not, they don't have the wherewithal to do that with all of their dates, but they are testing this out because if this works out successfully, then maybe they'll have two or three dates next year. Maybe they'll always do maybe two or three dates. Um, but that's also just kind of showing how they, they really want to work with the agent community to help all of us just be successful with this. So if an advisor listening to this episode right now wants to reach out to you with more questions, where can they find you? So my email address, and it's a long one, is Suzy, S-U-Z-Y, at Azure, A-Z-U-R-E, blue, B-L-U-E, vacations.com. Uh, that's the best way to reach me. Like most of us, we answer our emails much faster than we answer phone calls. Uh, if they need to give me a call, they're welcome to give me a try. 206-334-6895. But email is the best way to at least get the ball rolling. Just say, hey, I'm, I heard the podcast. I'm interested in learning more. Do you have time to set up a call? And I'll be happy to set up a call with them. Thank you so much, Susie, for offering your time. I mean, this is insane. I remember before going on the Croatia fam, like you even took the time to walk us through all the finance related things, like how to set up a spreadsheet. You showed us how you put your pricing together. So you are a wealth of information for Croatia charters. And we are so, so grateful for you. Thank you. Oh, and if I could put, and you can erase this if you need, but if I could put a little plug out there, I am doing a class on chartering at Cruise World this year. So oh, if there yeah, are we'll agents, definitely oh, this in here. If there are agents who are interested, and not just chartering, but Cruise World and the the um, facilitators of Cruise World are really interested in developing more content for the experienced and seasoned travel agent. So thinking of that type mm -hmm. of track, I'll be doing a class on chartering. Las Davidza, the owners of Las Davidza will be at Cruise World as well. And we would just love oh, to nice. meet you all and, and have you stop by and say, hey. And uh, yeah, so definitely look into signing up for Cruise World. They may still have opportunities to join the STAR program, which is a hosted program. So um, check that out. And I believe you just Google Cruise World 2022 and you'll find it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you, guys. I love seeing you <laughs> <laughs> and hearing you. <laughs> Okay, it's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. 
According to Travel Pulse, Atlas Ocean Voyages will debut its newest Explorer-class ship this November, World Traveler. The ship will make her debut with a series of Antarctica sailings and is the sister vessel to the World Navigator. They also report that government officials in Cancun announced the destination has ended the need for arriving travelers to fill out customs forms and granted Americans a fast-track entry process. No more FMMs to keep track of. An article from Travel Weekly says that starting September 6th, Princess will send invitation email to guests who have paid in full to bid on any stateroom category that's above the one they bought, including mini suite and full suite. Another one from them says that Royal Caribbean International and Celebrity Cruises are allowing unvaccinated travelers to sail from all U.S. ports except on voyages calling in Canada and Bermuda. The change kicks in on September 5th. Travel Agent Central reports that Marriott International has plans to launch its first luxury safari lodge in Africa, JW Marriott Masai Mara Lodge. The luxury tented camp is located on the banks of Kenya's Talik River at the edge of the Masai Mara National Reserve and is slated to open in February 2023. Forgive me if I butchered those pronunciations. Another one from them says that ARC last week released data showing that ARC accredited travel agency air ticket sales totaling $6.8 billion in July 2022, a 69% year-over-year increase from July 2021. The average U.S. round-trip air travel ticket price was $555 in July 2022, up 21% from July 2021, and 8% lower than June 2022. This marks the second consecutive month of declining average ticket sales price. According to Travel Market Report, British Airways is dropping another 10,000 flights to and from Heathrow that were originally scheduled between October 2022 and March 2023. They also report that Quark Expeditions is expanding its overnight camping options for guests visiting the polar regions. The line, which already offers camping in the Antarctic, is now offering a similar package in Greenland. And our high note today is from afar. After having been closed for nearly a month due to wildfire threats, Yosemite National Park's legendary Mariposa Grove of giant sequoias reopened to visitors this month. And that's it for Excess Baggage. And that's it for the car alarm outside of your apartment. (laughs) Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the tin lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. And thank you again to Susie for hopping on this episode of the tin lounge and we will link her contact information in our show notes as well if you want to reach out and ask her any additional questions perfect if you (laughs) if you have any questions comments or just want to say hello please shoot us a dm or email us at hello at the tin lounge.com we'll see you next week Bye. Cause, cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.